All Talk, Grandstand's Motor Racing Show. They must be exhausted. All Talk. Well, that is just a phenomenal effort. This is All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright on ABC Grandstand Digital, online and on your mobile. Hello and welcome to the program. Today, bronze for Australia in the Speedway World Cup. We'll have a look at the exploits of the team featuring Holder, Ward, Doyle and Bachelor. Bronze for the boys, but yet again in the final. It's a great effort from Australian Speedway and we'll talk more about that later in the program. Also today, V8 Supercars, Mark Dutton from Triple Eight, a man who for many years looked after Jamie Wincup. Today, he'll be talking all things Triple Eight. We'll uh, talk about Jamie. We'll talk about Craig Lowndes, and he will analyse their championship rivals as well up the pit lane. A very fascinating discussion coming up with Mark Dutton. But first, let's get to Jason Bright from Brad Jones Racing. Brighty, good to chat again. Good to chat. Do you want to talk about Queensland Raceway? Oh, not particularly. Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a good weekend for us, but you know, it was uh, it was certainly one of our more challenging race meetings this year. But you know, I think there's some stuff we can take away from it. But you know, I'm looking forward to to getting to Sydney now and uh, putting that one behind us. What happened compared to the test pace, compared to the pace that that you guys have shown through the year? What was it about Ipswich that just didn't match? Well, I think um, you know there was. Some small issues we had, you know, but like none of our cars really sort of set the world on fire there, and uh, you know it was um, it was quite a frustrating weekend. But you know, in hindsight, I think there's some things we probably could have done differently. You know, we went there with with a few new things that we hadn't run at a race meeting before that, that we'd sort of tried in testing, and um, you know, that, that once you're behind the eight ball, go when you get to a race meeting, it's sort of it's, it's hard to make it up. And you know, when I say we were struggling you know i think i qualified 14th for one of the races on saturday and i was three tenths off pole so mm. you know it just shows how how easily you can sort of slip back quite a bit and once you're back in that pack that's just you know that's where you run especially on a track that's not the easiest to pass let's look at the championship after queensland and it's seen a switch at the top we'll hear from triple eight soon um with their thoughts on craig Lowndes, who had a pretty good weekend and also jamie winkup who's taken over from mark winterbottom at the top of the standings brody what's your take on on where the championship sits it's still the same kind of contenders that are thereabouts but the order's shuffled a bit who's the the front runner now yeah well i mean it was uh no, it was very interesting when we finished the weekend and i saw that that Jamie had moved to the top, you know, it was um, only a couple of rounds ago, everyone was thinking that he was having a disaster of a year, but it shows that, you know, in this championship, it is all pretty close and it can turn around pretty quickly, like you said, with, with Mark having a bad round up there and, and uh, you know, Craig having a bad round at, at Townsville. It's, uh, it's put him right, put, put Jamie right back in the game and, uh, you know, on his previous uh Last five championships, um, you know, it puts him in the box seat again. Brody, um, Nissan was quick, in particular Michael Caruso at points, but then James Moffat came out on Sunday and was 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 sharp as well. What what did you make, in particular, of the two yellow cars being um, up and about at, at Queensland? It was it was very interesting. You know, it's uh, I'm sure that they they probably didn't expect to be as competitive there as, as what they were. Um, you know, it's it's a you know they've they've always talked about the the fact that they're down on straight line, but um you know it probably shows how much you know turn one and turn two and having good braking is worth at at, at Queensland Raceway because uh, you know they were they were extremely strong. Um, it'll be interesting to see 
how they go at Eastern Creek with uh, you know with so much um, you know so much downforce required there. Um, you know, I'm sure that's still a good part of their package, and um, you know, we'll we'll see what pans out at, uh, at East Creek or Sydney Motorsport Park, as it's now called. And now, mate, um, you know I love a good hard question. I've got one coming your way. You ready? <laughs> yep. I read an article this week that um, very very rumor file type article that linked you potentially with a particular Swedish manufacturer. Are you on the move? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, not that I know of, anyway. Um, you know, but no, I, I, did, I saw that as well, and uh, you know, it's, it's great that they're looking at at, uh, at expanding to you know have more cars in the field. You know, that's great for our sport. Um, but no, I haven't haven't sort of been talking to anyone. That's good to hear, mate. Um, look forward to talking again in a couple of weeks. Uh, sorry for putting you on the spot, mate. Um, and right. um, and chat again in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers, mate. You're listening to All Talk Grandstands Motor Racing Show. Let's stick with V8 Supercars. Order has been restored, or at least the order, the championship order, as we've come to know it over the last few years. Jamie Wincup and Triple H have returned to the top of the points. And joining us is Mark Dutton, a man who for many years was the engineer with Jamie, this year the race team manager at Triple Eight. Mark, great to be chatting. Mate, certainly is. Uh, thanks for the call. And good news for you as well in some regards that Jamie's back where he has been, where he's been very comfortable at the top of the championship standings. Yeah, so obviously uh, we would have preferred to be there uh, all, all along, but uh, that, that doesn't always happen. Obviously everyone's lifted their game this year, so we've had to do the same thing. We've uh, we've had a few sort of uh, incidences where we, we haven't performed as well as we should and, and other people have been uh, yeah, performing better and also uh, getting away with a bit of luck. So uh, finally we had a bit of luck go, go our way um, on the weekend and and yeah, it's uh, it's paid back in points, and and therefore the championship lead. Let's look at season more broadly. Lounsey off to a flyer. It was a, a tough start for Jamie, who's pegged back the points over the the last few rounds in particular. Uh, how do you sum it up? A new role this year. We'll talk about that in a sec. But looking back on on what we've seen so far this season, how do you sum up the team's performance? Yeah, so I mean, we we haven't really dropped the ball. The other teams have just stepped up. So uh, on the back of that, we've changed some, as you, as you touched on, some uh, some sort of different people's roles, uh, myself included. I was uh, Jamie's race engineer for a long time, so uh, he, he's got a new race engineer at David Couchy who's doing a, a great job, but um, it, it does take time to gel. And, and, you know, they came out of the blocks running uh, at uh, Clipsal with some excellent car speed. If not for a penalty, would have uh, surely uh, won the, uh, the Sunday race there, but uh, not to be. And then and then had a bit of a, a lull where they were still, you know, getting to know each other better and, and, and still learning the roles sort of thing. Um so, so that's sort of gelled a bit better now and, and David's been working really hard uh, sort of night and day uh, to make that because obviously there's a fair bit of pressure on him. So uh, it, it, two sides of it, a bit of a birth of, of fire to, to be thrown into engineering someone of, of that sort of level and the current champion. But in the same token, uh, having someone with, with of that calibre is uh, means you just learn as a race engineer so much better and you know if you give them a good car, they're going to produce the results. So it's uh, it's tough, but it's it's the best way to do it as well. It's uh, he's very sort of uh, sort of gifted in that in that way that he's uh, he's been lucky. Uh, get your thoughts on Lounsey in just a tick, but for Jamie, is it almost same old same old at this time of the year? It's a position he's he's familiar in. It's a position the team's familiar in, and I guess the rivalry as well with Mark Winterbottom. He's the closest competitor yet again. Is is the back end of the season coming up something that? you know well, and the, the message, I suppose, around the team is the same as, as it has been for the last few years? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's one of Jamie's big strengths. Is he's a, he's a finals player, so he um he, he knows he doesn't get uh, get shaken up by the pressure or anything like that. So he he knows how to deal with it, and, and that plays a big role. I don't think uh, all the teams sort of give enough credit to to, to the sort of run home in the season, how how imperative it is um, in in the sort of raised pressure and being able to cope with that. What about Lounsey? Quick out of the blocks. In recent years, he's been a slow starter. And on the program, we've been talking at the start of the year about how that might actually shape his championship and get him off on the front foot. The last few rounds up into Ipswich hadn't been ideal. What's the message for Craig um, going forward, Mark? What are you saying on that side of the camp? Yeah, just to uh, to not uh, let let it be shaken up. He had a great start, as you said, much better than than previous years, um, which, which is very strong for him. And then, um, sort of this time forward, QR forward is usually where he sort of hits his strides mm. and, and really comes home strong. So the fact that he's had a little bit of bad luck and, and some not good results, uh, and then dropped away from uh, from pointy end a little bit. Um, I'm not too concerned with uh, just because he's so strong in the run home and endurance races and all that, that he, he's pretty much in a better position than he, than he has been, even though uh, it didn't look like that uh, in sixth position going into QR. But, you know, it was sixth position by a couple of points here and there. And it, it, to me, it looked worse than it was. So the big thing for Lanzi is to, to not change what you've been doing. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Your, um, your qualifying has been much improved this year. And, uh, and that, uh, that pays dividends. From the outside looking in, more from Jamie's perspective, the car speed on on Sunday in the longer races this year seems to have fallen away a bit. Is that a fair comment from the outside looking in? Is that something you're working on, or, or do you not see it as, as being that much of a problem? No, I definitely agree with you that it, that has been an issue and, and, uh, and some concern for us. So, um, yeah, definitely working on it coming into the longer races and, and then just in general. So uh, we were getting that more so on the soft tyres than the hard tyres mm. um, and, and, and that sort of really is said again at QR, uh, more so on that car. So we're still trying to analyse exactly uh, why the car speed wasn't there for, for Jamie, uh, whereas uh, Craig had, had excellent car speed uh, in the Sunday's race, the longer race, although um, qualifying poorly on, on Sunday, um, put him back and, and just meant that, you know, second was a fantastic result. Uh, yeah, you couldn't expect too much more than that. Mark Dutton, the race team manager at Triple Eight with us this morning on ABC Grandstand. Um, Dotto, let's get to the Enduros. Jamie in a pretty set combination, one that's been working beautifully with Paul Dumbrell. Change of driver for Craig this year with Steve Richards coming in. From what you've seen so far from Richo, he's obviously an experienced driver and one of the best possibilities going around as a, as a co-driver. How has he fitted into the team? Mate, he's, he's slotted straight in. I mean, uh, already quite a few people on the team knew him and, and knew him sort of uh, obviously at the racetrack, but then doing things on the side, like whether it's motocross riding or, or different track days and things like that. So he's uh, he, he called us. Um, contrary to popular belief that we poached him, he gave us a call and said, "Hey, uh, is there is there an opportunity for me to come and drive with you guys?" And and we uh, we jumped on on the opportunity because good bloke obviously runs on the board, very experienced and uh, and knows everyone. So it, uh, it it sort of all gelled and, and sort of fit into place better than expected. Hey, Mark, I know this kind of question usually it's easy to say. Um, I'm just worried about what happens inside our garage and uh, focus on our team. But can you peek down the pit lane for us and give us a thought on the competitors? There's, there's probably realistically three or four others still in the mix at this time of year. 
The most obvious is is Frosty at FPR. Thoughts on where the competition's going to come from and, and where I suppose their strengths are and how you combat that coming into the uh, the Enduros and then the back end of the season? Yeah, so um, FBR have definitely uh, stepped up their game a lot this year. Uh, classic for them is is having good speed throughout the year but making a lot of mistakes. So um, this year they've been making a lot less and, and also, you know, have some, some luck go their, go their way, which unfortunately for them they didn't at QR with the tyre the failure. Um, their big strength has been on soft tyre, um, and, and tyre life in particular. So they haven't been so crash hot qualifying this year, but um, but they'll they'll have the occasional sort of uh, glimpse of outright speed, but um, mainly sort of the, the longer race pace. So they definitely could be could be an issue come the endurance races. That said, the endurance races are on the hard tyres, so um, we'll, we'll see if they've got a better handle for that. But but they've sort of yeah, focused on on tyre life. Um, which has been a factor for them of of having more cars than us. So they've got you know four four mm. cars on track, so they can they can actually sacrifice a car or two to to learn. So as you see, it's it's not always an accident when um, when tyres are blowing up on on cars. Um, that's learning how how aggressive you can be on tyre pressures. We can't afford to do that because with both our cars being title contenders yeah. means that uh, that we have to be a little bit conservative there. So. They've taken more risks and 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 learnt more and uh, and got got points out of it. So that's that's worked worked really well for them. Obviously, HRT they they they're coming on strong. Uh, yeah, they they they're always a contender. They're always strong. Uh, the likes of of Tamba, yeah, he's going to be quick in any team. Um, and 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 Courtney, uh, his association with uh, Adrian Burgess, the new sort of team manager there. Um, is in the past, and they, and they yeah, they openly say they love each other, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. It's you know, all these relationships that that's part of it as well. You know, making making things gel and work. Um, and then you've got uh, you've got a lot of other cars that that you can't write off as well. You know, you've got BGR with um, with Coulthard, and and Bridie's always quick. Uh, Coulthard, you know, still still nice and high up the ladder for them. So um, they they don't have as much experience of of the last few years with with the run home and, and being strong the whole year, um, but they've definitely improved this year. Um, Techno Autosport, we we do work with them. Uh, they're one of our customer teams and, and with Van Gisbergen. He's he's an exceptional driver. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's, he's really good. He's switched on. I've, I've, uh, I've been sort of speaking to him a bit more this year, and it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. He, he's, uh, he's one to watch, uh, you know, for, for this year and the, and the coming years. That's a good answer, mate. I appreciate you joining us this morning and good to get your thoughts from a team perspective across the board. Um, good luck towards the back end of the season. Judging by previous, you won't need too much. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, Matt. Thank you very much for the call. This is All Talk Grandstands Motor Racing Show on ABC Grandstands Digital, online and on your mobile. Forget the Commonwealth Games. There was another Australian team with a medal around its neck over the last week or so. This team, the Australian Speedway World Cup team, again medalists, four years in a row that they've been in the final in this competition. An amazing achievement for the team. This year, the team of Chris Holder, Darcy Ward, Jason Doyle, and Troy Batchelor. Mark Lemon is the team manager. He handles all things Australian Speedway in Europe, and he's always very, very kind with his time uh, and uh, freeing some up to talk to us about all things Speedway. Mark, great to be chatting again. How are you feeling after the third place? Uh, yeah, well, great to, to come to your show and join in. But, uh, yeah, slightly disappointed, you know. Um, we, we had, we're in a good position. The, the, 
the preparation was you know couldn't have been planned and organised better, and, and the boys were focused to, to do the job, but we just fell short by two points, and uh, it's heartbreaking if I'm if I'm honest, and I really feel for the guys. You know, it's, it's such a pleasure to work with. You know, I got you know the best out of them, and, and I think they got the best out of me, and um, I, I just feel gutted for them. You know, because they got so close. We get to the final, Australia. Uh, we're looking at Poland, Great Britain, and Denmark. Denmark ending up champions on 38 points. Poland's uh, second on 37 points, and the Aussies third on 36. Two points different, as, as you say. Is that the closest it's been for a while? Three nations realistically going right to the to the end with a chance of taking the title? Well, it's, it's, uh, it was pretty close last year, if you recall. Uh, we came into the last uh, bracket of heats, and it was anyone's for the taking. I think there was three or four points between them, but... Uh, we just fell short um, against the Poles and the uh, the Danes, but uh, this year, you know, we, we we threw it right at them, you know, like and, and the Poles and the Danes, they're they're the they're the powerful speedway nations. They're the ones that get the finance, the backing, you know, to compared to what we 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 receive, you know, it's it's like that's a, a real achievement for us to even be considered in that bracket. But um, you know, collectively, we're not happy just to be just uh, associated with that bracket. We want to go on and, and achieve and win gold. But yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. You know, the, the slow start probably cost us in the end. But the momentum that we built up, and uh, if if we could have just got the, the lucky breaks, um, we would have won the thing. Mark Lemon with us on ABC Grandstand this morning as we talk Speedway. Mark, the last four years, second in in 2011 and 2012, the silver for the team, the bronze in 2013 and 2014. You've been involved for the last three years, as you say. To have the Aussie team into the final is an achievement in itself in the last three years. But I know you've had some personnel changes. We've had Jason Crump retire. You've had injuries with Chris Holder. If the squad's together, if you've got Chris Holder, if you've got Darcy Warden, you've got um, some of the younger blokes in, in good form, have you actually seen enough over the last two years to really think that you've, you've got something going here and you can not, not only look to gold next year, but actually have this team together for quite a while now? Well, I think that's that's a, a good point you touched on. You know, we were the youngest nation uh, on average in the final, um, and uh, you look at Denmark and uh, Poland and you know uh, even GB. They're all sort of guys that are in their thirties. So it's just like uh, you know, Alice guy was twenty eight years old and the youngest was twenty two. You know, we had the youngest guy in the competition. So I, I, I just feel if we can um, you know step up and actually win gold, uh, which uh, you know was really so close to doing this time. Uh, I, I believe we can go on to dominate, you know, a speedway at World Cup level for years to come. But you know, we've got a, you know other nations that you know got good junior programs on, just like we have. It's, it's never going to be easy. It's a world championship at the end of the day. But uh, when you look at it in, in finer detail, you know, our achievement that what we've achieved in the, the recent times is quite remarkable. We talk often about Chris Holder, and in, in recent years, we've talked a lot about Darcy Ward, but. Keen for, for your thoughts as, as Skipper, as the man who oversees everything in this sense, um, on Jason Doyle, on fire in this event. And, and I believe, is it true that he was, he was in bed with a tummy bug a, a day or so before? Yeah, Jason had it tough on uh, come the final week. Uh, you know, Jason was my trump card all along, I felt. Um, he had an awesome summer during the, um, in, in the Australian season where he came second in the Australian Championship to, to Chris Holder, uh, where he... he Almost had the championship in the bag, but one mistake in the last turn. But uh, Jason's come come of age. You know, he's he's had a number of injuries over the time, and um, you know he's the oldest statesman in the team at 28, believe it or not. 
but uh, he's delivering the goods at, uh, at world level now, which is you know really good to see. But he was our star of the show. You know, he was our man of steel. Um, and yeah, he felt crook like actually myself and him had a stomach stomach bug. Uh, on the on the Thursday, but obviously you know I wasn't performing, and, and Jason had to sort of ride through it, and you know had to, we had to like treat him and nurture him um, after the race off, and um, get the meds into him on the, the Friday. But bearing in mind we're in a foreign country, um, we saw the track doctor, and they gave him a load of pills, and it was like, whoa, hang on, let's get these checked by the, the governing body because you just you don't trust trust mm. the poles in Poland. So we we got our own doctor, we called our own doctor in to um, submit some medication for him that was you know. You know, above the, uh, the anti-doping um, sort of process or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we nurtured him. And, like, quite like five o'clock before, you know, one, two hours before the, the event, I was not sure if Jason was going to be fit enough to take part. And the, the performance he, he produced was outstanding. Mark, um, before we let you go, can you get your thoughts on the, the World Championship itself this year as we get into the, the rest of the Grand Prix through the season? As we, as we speak... Uh, Ty Wolfenden leading the way on 90 points, who we spoke to at the start of the year on the program, who um, I, I dare say you wish was riding under a different flag as well, Ty, who grew up in Perth. Uh, Darcy Ward, third at the moment in the point standings. We know that Chris has been battling some injuries. He's sitting 10th, Chris Holder, and Troy Batchelor, the other Aussie in the competition, sitting 13th. Now, the top eight progress through automatically next year. Is that right? The ideal... Is uh, aside from Darcy, who's really in the mix at the top of the tree, for the others, for Chris and for Troy, it's a case of trying to get the points up to sneak into that top eight, so they go around again in the in the big game next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to make that top eight, otherwise you rely on a wild card or have to come through the qualifying rounds, which we have um, Cameron Woodward and Jason Doyle in the qualifying process. We're only five races away from being a Grand Prix rider for next next year, but there's there's only uh, four places available through that, that, that challenge. And the rest, obviously, uh, will get uh, selected through the um, uh, BSI, who's the, sort of the company that run the show, will choose their, their wild card. So, you know, it's, it's, you look at Darcy. Darcy's in a real chance, you know, to, to even win the championship. Top three is absolutely doable for, for Darcy. But uh, I wouldn't write Chris Holder off. Like, the, the form that I've just seen on the weekend, um, if he can carry that on, through the remaining um, half of the Grand Prix series, like I think Chris will be up there. But the one you you've got to be looking at is the 44-year-old sensation Greg Hancock. He was unbelievably good in the World Cup for America, and he's like you know, a couple of points behind in the championships. And you just would never believe a 44-year-old would go out there and and, and ride like he does. Um, you know, so if I had I spare, some spare money, I I think I'd go down to local bookies and uh, put some on Greg. How can how can he keep going at 44? I don't, I don't, he's still got it all right. He's got plenty of it, and he does it so easy. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a myth. He's a freak. It's crazy, and he's such a nice guy too to go with it. So you'd never wish him uh, any uh, any well um, bad doing. So uh, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, he's three points off the lead. If you get to forty four and you're still sitting second in a world championship, and you're almost towards the top, you're doing well. Uh, Mark, always great to catch up, mate. Love getting your thoughts on where things are at um, speedway wise uh, through Europe and the UK. And it's always great to, to get a sense as well as to what you're building over there because we hear a lot about Chris Holder, we're hearing more about Darcy Ward, but to realise that we've got Cameron Woodward and also Jason Doyle on the cusp of qualifying for that series as well goes to show that uh, you're really building something in Aussie Speedway, mate. So thanks for joining us on the show as always and uh, congratulations again on the bronze this year. No worries. Also, we're working very hard with the junior program and the under-21 championships 
So we might have some exciting news coming to Australia very shortly. Mark Lemon, he manages Australian Speedway in Europe. It's a big announcement coming up. Well, there's quite a few, actually. Big announcements coming up for Speedway fans in Australia. We'll reveal those on the program in coming weeks, but uh, there's a few that are very, very exciting and can't wait to bring you details over the next few weeks. Also coming up as we head towards next fortnight, we'll look at the Formula One World Championship. Things going great guns for Daniel Ricciardo. After the mid-season break, we'll uh, catch up with how things are looking in the F1 season and also talk MotoGP. Can anyone stop Mark Marquez? The Honda rider continues to go from strength to strength as he marches towards a world championship. We'll talk more about that over the next fortnight. As always, you can stay up to date online via our website, abc.net.au slash grandstand. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well. You can catch up with previous episodes there and uh, keep the downloads coming on that one. Looking forward to talking to you again in a fortnight. Until then, enjoy your motorsport.